I remember when I was a little kid, probably nine or ten years old, when my family lived in the suburbs just north of New York City, I had a very regular Sunday morning routine. I would get up for the early mass at our parish, which was probably eight o'clock, maybe nine. And then after church, usually with one of my brothers, I would walk the few blocks to the local delicatessen and the drugstore. At the drugstore, I would pick up the Sunday New York Times and enough candy to get me through the afternoon. And then at the deli, I'd buy about a half dozen bagels and some onion rolls for breakfast for the rest of the family. Back in 1970, the drugstore and the deli were the only stores that were open on Sunday. I suppose that these were allowed to open for business so that people could buy medicine and some food in emergencies. I'm not sure the New York Times and bagels fall within that emergency category, but there we are. But there were no supermarkets or any other stores open. Keeping the Sabbath holy meant that people wouldn't be working and we wouldn't be shopping. That was a long time ago, and today you can shop 24 hours a day, including Sunday. People routinely work on Sunday, and I have myself been known to occasionally work on Sundays. Now, I don't think that we have collectively revoked any of the other Ten Commandments, but this one has apparently largely been sacrificed on the altar of convenience. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody other than myself. I've certainly done shopping on Sundays, and I have to confess that I am as interested in convenience as anyone else. But I'm also aware that convenience is not always in our best interest. It's human nature for us to want to take the easy path, to look for faster, more efficient ways of satisfying our needs and our wants. But there is a dark side, or at least a downside, to all of this convenience. We see today an epidemic of all sorts of physical problems, which can include things like diabetes and obesity and asthma and all sorts of other things that are related to our lack of physical activity and too much convenience food. And that brings us in a roundabout way to today's gospel. The scene of Jesus cleansing the temple is one of the few in the gospels that show Jesus angry and actually creating a disturbance. Now, you might think that he is in this moral outrage because there's something inherently wrong with changing money and selling birds in the temple. But if you look through the 614 laws of the Hebrew scriptures, you won't find any of those things prohibited. The fact is, they were conveniences. The people of Israel had to make offerings in the temple. The coins that they used for their everyday commerce, because they were occupied by the Romans, were Roman coins, and those coins had a portrait of Caesar on them, and Caesar claimed to be a deity. 
And as we heard in our first reading, they are prohibited from associating with graven images of other deities. So they couldn't offer coins in the temple with the picture of a false god on them. So there were people there to change those Roman coins into their own local currency that would be acceptable for offering in the temple. It was a great convenience. Similarly, at particular times, the people were required to offer animals for sacrifice. But if you had to travel for several days, probably on foot and perhaps with your whole family, were you going to bring live animals from home along with you? It was so much easier just to buy the birds or whatever when you got there. It was just much more convenient. And I think on some important level, this is what Jesus was objecting to. If the center of your communal worship is sacrifice in the temple, what is the point of making sacrifice more convenient? It's not supposed to be easy or convenient. Because after all, God doesn't need the coins and the birds. What God desired, as the prophets constantly reminded people, was a loving spirit of sacrifice, a willingness to do something hard, to intentionally turn away from the easy, convenient way as an expression of love and dedication. And maybe that is the point of keeping holy the Sabbath and the point of our observance of Lent. Working isn't bad, and shopping, generally speaking, isn't wrong. But setting aside one day that's different says that there are values that are more important than getting what I want when I want it. Observing a season of repentance by prayer and fasting and almsgiving says that we periodically need to sacrifice to subdue our pride and to acknowledge the basis of our relationship with God and our need for repentance. The core of our worship is no longer sacrifice because Christ accomplished our salvation through his own ultimate sacrifice. We no longer sacrifice animals or offer coins to atone for our sins. Don't get me wrong, we'll take all your coins later. But it's not for the atonement of sins. It's just to support the church and keep the lights on. But this season of Lent reminds us each year that our faith is not about what is easy or convenient. Rather, it's about restoring God's place in our lives and making those sacrifices that reveal God's love to the world. Those sacrifices are instances of mercy, of generosity and forgiveness and kindness. Mercy and love are not convenient, but they are what God asks of us.